The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, February 17th, 2020. The woman in your life will do what she must do to comfort you and calm you down and let you rest now. The woman in your life, she can rest so easily. She does everything you do because the woman in your life is you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm your host. And with me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, my technical engineer, and my co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. What a beautiful day here in Sonoma County. So glad, so glad to be alive. I mean, I got up this morning and my dog was cuddling up to me and I said to myself, life is really beautiful. And these are the things that we have to look at, the good things, the beautiful things that happen around us. Anyway, I have a special guest with me today. Joining me in the studio is Pat Sabo, the party chair of the Central Committee for the Democratic Party. I mean, it's just amazing. Actually, I could say the California Democratic Party, a party here, local here, Sonoma County. And I'm really excited about this interview. It's been, I've been so curious about how do the Democrats work? How does this democracy work? I mean, how do they choose their chairs? How do they decide on this? How do they decide on that? And hopefully, Pat will be able to answer some of those questions for us. I'm really excited about that. Well, as you know, February is Black History Month. And I want to really encourage people to go out to the Petaluma Museum in Petaluma. They have the most wonderful display. A shout out to Faith Ross and Gloria uh, Johnson for for just doing the most wonderful job. I mean, the the history of Sonoma County with our African-American citizens is just amazing. So I really encourage you, encourage you to go and see that uh, that exhibit. And I made a little mistake. I want to do a shout out to Faith Ross and Gloria Robinson who have put that wonderful display together. I, I went on about two weeks ago. I went to see it and I was just overwhelmed with the history and the beauty of the display. Well, you know, what I've been trying to do during Black History Month is I try to honor some of the black women that have made impact uh, for their people as well as for all the people. I mean, one of the things that we have to recognize that if we separate, if we're separate, we can't get anything done. But if we come together as a people and as a body who cares, it's amazing what folks can do. So let's give a little attention to these two women. They actually are sisters. I was just amazed, you know, when I was going through my research and everything, and I thought, oh my goodness, they're sisters. This is amazing. You hear that, Evelyn? Two sisters that made a difference. That's my sister's name, Evelyn. Anyway, the first woman I want to honor is Margareta Fortin, F-O-R-T-E-N. She was born in 1806, and she made her transition in 1875. Margareta was an educator and an abolished, uh, a, a abolitionist. She and her mother, Charlotte Fortin, and her sister, Harriet, were founders and members of the Interracial Philadelphia Female Anti-Slavery Society. The 14 sisters were never enslaved, so they were free women. But they were still very, very involved. And then Harriet, her name was Harletta. What a name. H-A-R-L-O-T-T-E. 
uh, Yadine 14 Sr. So that means someone was before her. And she was born in 1785, and she made her transition in 1884. She was an abolitionist and suffragist. Charlotte Fortain came to Washington, D.C. in the late 18th Sunday, excuse me, 1870s with her husband, James Fortin, a black abolitionist. Charlene worked in the government and taught school. She had been a founder and board member of the Interracial Philadelphia Female Anti-Slavery Society many of whose members became active in the women's rights movement. What's so interesting as I read this, you know, these were two women, you know, and and that time women were still struggling to, you know, to get the vote. You know, they were starting to stand up and there was a whole abolitionist movement that was happening. And it sounds like that these women were uh, biracial, that they they were kind of mixed. And that I found very interesting that you had all these different types of women that gathered together, hopefully, to have peace. So that's a lot to think about. And what I what I really want to encourage folks is to Watch your newspapers. There is so much going on, especially next month when it's National Women's History Month, and we'll have some really special guests on. But just pay attention to some of the exhibits and some of the activities that are going on. I know I myself was at the Sonoma County uh, Museum, and they have a wonderful, wonderful display. In fact, yours truly is actually honored as a pioneer in radio. I couldn't believe it. It blew me away when I saw my picture. But there are so many wonderful women that are honored. And the fun part is there's actually a switch. Switchboard, an old switchboard from the uh, uh, around 1945 to 1955 with the uh, AT&T, and it's just amazing when you see some of this stuff and and how far we've come with our technology. Well, I have a few announcements to make. <coughs> Excuse me, got to clear my throat here. I want to alert people this Friday, that's February 21st, from six to eight o'clock. On KBBF, 89.1 FM, and they also are streaming online, www.kbbf.org. We're going to have a special candidates forum, which I'm going to host, and Ken is going to be the engineer for the show and support me. Each candidate is going to, has received three questions, and I'll have one secret question that they don't know about, and they'll have approximately 17 minutes to talk. And also to remember, KBBF and all our community radio stations are streaming now. So there's no excuse for you not to listen to this very important uh, program. And the reason that I wanted to do it is so close to the election. There are so many of us that can't get out. You know, we can't go to meetings. We're working all day. By the time we come home, who wants to deal with anything? So we turn on the radio. The radio is the best way to get information. So I'm encouraging you to turn your radio on to 89.1 FM this Friday, February 20th. 21st. Learn about your candidates. You know, this is this is really important. Before I make the other announcement, I, wa- I want to tell you a little story. This is very interesting to me. I had an epiphany. I mean, a real epiphany. I got a, I was sitting at my desk and I got this phone call and it's from a young man. He says, hi, my name is so-and-so. He says, I'm from the Democratic Party. I'd like to know, have you made your decision who you're going to vote for? Well, at first, I was going to say, oh, God, one of those calls, I was going to hang up on him. But I said, oh, well, I could answer one question. And I said to him, well, seriously, you know, I'm still on the fence. Well, before you know it, he says to me, well, how come you're on the fence? And we're having this this wild discussion back and forth. You know, he's giving me his opinion. I'm giving me my opinion. 
Well, I want you to know, when I hung up the phone, he changed my mind. I was no longer on the fence. And I started thinking about that conversation. And I realized something very important. Number one, he was an individual who was taking his time to call people to vote for a specific person. That's number one. So I began to realize that my first reaction was as if it was a robocall or if it was some sort of ad man calling me. But no, this was a fellow citizen that took time out of his day and his life. And I found out he had a family. I mean, he's, he really is committed. And I asked him at the end of the conversation, I says, why are you doing this? He says, because in t- when you live in a democracy, you have to be active as a citizen. He says, I can't go to events, he says, but I can certainly pick up my phone on the weekend and make maybe 20 or 30 calls. Maybe I change your mind, maybe I don't. Well, that was very interesting to me. So the reason I told you this story is because when an individual calls, you know, we haven't got an opportunity. Like if so-and-so is vote, let's say, for example, he was ca- he's calling for one of the presidential candidates. I can't meet them. But he is involved with the organization. He knows their background. He knows what they've done. He can answer all my questions. We can dialogue back and forth as two citizens because all he's doing is he wants to see somebody elected. He's concerned for the future. He has children, so he's making this phone call. I, as a citizen, need to honor that and say hello and talk to him and maybe get five minutes of information. And it might help you make an informed decision because that's what it takes in a democracy to make an informed decision. And by the way, he told me three things about the people that I was concerned about or I was thinking about voting. He told me three things about each one of them that I did not know. And guess what? I wrote them down and fact-checked them, and they were absolutely correct. So what I'm trying to say is if someone calls you to support a political candidate – Honor them, talk to them, ask them a question, get informed, become an informed voter. This is a small, simple way to do it. And forget it, it's not a robocall. It's another person just like you reaching out because they're concerned for their children and the future. You know, I know that's a pretty big rant, but you know, you got to think about these things, folks. Our democracy is in trouble, and the reason it's in trouble is because we're not participating. Once we start participating, once we start educating ourselves, once we start understanding, you will be amazed at the changes that come. And don't forget, March 3rd is the primary. You know, no excuse. you got your absentee ballots. I'm telling you, mail them in early. Make sure they get voted. Don't go to the polls and hang them in. Put a stamp on it, mail it in, or go down to you, go down to the voter registration and drop it off and get your little sticker. I voted. I love my little sticker. I wish they put years on it so I could have all these little stickers and it would show me how many years that I voted. So that's a lot, a lot to think about. And you know, if you have any questions or any thoughts or if you disagree with me, you can always email me at elaine at womenspaces.com. Always. Looking forward to having a sweet dialogue with everybody. 
Well, I have a few announcements to make here. One is very, very important. You know, there is a group that is called the Sonoma County 2020 Women's Suffrage Project, and it's a so. And they, one of their subcommittees is the Social Justice and Advocacy Committee, and they're presenting a discussion on privilege. And I want to do a shout out to Bernice Espinosa because she's the one who oversees these events for the uh, the uh, Social Justice and Advocacy Committee. And that's going to be happening on Sunday, February 23rd from 3 to 4 at the Museum of Sonoma County. And what's so exciting about that, you can go and hear the discussion and you can go through and look at that wonderful suffragist display they have. And you can see my picture. It's <laughs> really exciting. So that's going to be this Sunday, February 23rd from 3 to 4 at the Museum of Sonoma County. That's at 425 7th Street. Be there or be square. Remember that comment? I used to thought that was really kind of cute. There's another important another important uh, event that's going on at the Congregation Shamal Torah at 2600 Bennett Valley Road. It's called the End of the American Dream. Eyewitness accounts of the humanitarian crisis at the border and in our own backyard. You know, it's really interesting. They're having a humanitarian crisis at the border. And the biggest crisis is around what's happening with the children and taking away the children from their parents. I just don't understand it. So this this program, I think, is going to be, it's an eyewitness support of the humanitarian crisis, and I think it's well worth going and discussing. That's going to be Saturday, next Saturday, February 29th from 7 to 9 at the Congregation Shoma Torah. Boy, I hope I pronounced that right. And they're at 2600 Benny Valley Road in Santa Rosa, and like I said, it's going to be happening from 7 to 9. You know, there's no reason that we should be bored. There's so much going on in our in our communities. One last announcement I want to make, and that's something that's going to ha- be happening on Sunday, March 1st, uh, 2020. From 3 to 5, they're honoring the women in service. Uh, take light, you know, and it says honoring their service women, veterans sharing stories. And that's going to be, it looks like it's going to be at the Sonoma County Library downtown, their main library. And that's going to be Sunday, March 1st, from 3 to 5 at the Central Library and that's oh downtown over on Fourth Street, and you should. Uh, it's funny they don't have an address on their uh, on their on their brochure here. Hmm. Oh well, what what I can do is I will have uh, all this information on our website www.womenspaces.com, and I will have the address on there. I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't research this good enough. Well, that's a lot to think about. Lots of places to go. You know, and if you have any comments or you'd like to uh, disagree or agree with me about things, please email me at Elaine, E-L-A-I-N-E, at womenspaces.com. Well, wow, that's a lot. You know, I've been thinking a lot about life lately. You know, my birthday's coming up. I'm going to have a major birthday, and I'm thinking to myself, when are we ever going to learn to live together in this planet on peace? You know, my theory is it's going to happen once women come together and they say, hey, listen, we bring forward life. There's not one person on this planet that didn't come through a woman. We bring life forward. We want a better opportunity for them. We want a better planet for them. We want a good earth for them. 
So lots to think about. Well, we're going to take a musical ba- uh, break, and we're on an election cycle with the California primary happening on March third. And I thought this song was appropriate. You know, it comes from the from the civil rights movement. It's called "Hold On, Keep Your Eyes on the Prize." It's sung by Barbara Dane and Lightning Hopkins. I remember Lightning Hopkins when I was a young a young person. And you know. Why I picked this song is is because right now we're at a crossroads in our country. I really believe I look at it we are at a crossroads. And the question that all of us should be asking is what kind of country do we want? And I think the most important thing is is that we've been enjoying for over 200 years this wonderful idea around democracy. And I think we want to continue that. But in order to do that, we have to think positive. We have to keep our eye focused on what we want. And, you know, there's so much negativity. One of the things that I noticed for a while, I was getting up in the morning, and I thought, oh, God, what's the use? You know, what's the use? You know, this one's lying. This one's doing this. We can't get anywhere. I mean, the, the whole idea that we had this trial with no witnesses, is, to me, is just absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, can you imagine if you committed a crime? You said, oh, I'm sorry, Your Honor. I'm innocent. I know I'm innocent, and just shut up. I don't want to bring any witnesses in, right? He'd look at me and say, are you crazy, Lane? Lock her up. (laughs) But no, but I mean, there's a lot going on. So what I have found, what I have found, I have found several things that have really helped me. One is to get active. Get active. Just like this gentleman. Like he said, I can't do much, but on the weekend I can pick up the phone and I can talk to 10 or 12 people. If you can't get active, make a donation. You know, take $100. Put it on the side. Say, okay, I'm going to give $5 to all their, you know, I am amazed at how many emails I get asking for just $3. So maybe if I, so what I did was is I took a hundred dollars and I put it on the side. And when I get these notices and if it's somebody I support, I put in five dollars. I can afford five dollars. Every, most people can afford five dollars. So, you know, you can support that way. If you can't, if you can't get out and you can't do anything, you can't, you, your money's the most important thing you can do is vote. That's the least we can do. I mean, that is minimal to vote. When you live in a democracy, remember, it starts out, our Constitution starts out, we the people. If we the people stay home and don't vote, I mean, I was so excited in our press Democrat this morning. They said they expect a 70% turnout. We should have a 98.5% turnout. I mean, people should be running to the polls to vote. I mean, that's what democracy is about. Women and men have choice. They have choice, and it's very important that we honor that. Well, that's a lot to think about, too. So anyway, we're going to listen to Hold On, Keep Your Eye on the Prize, and then when we come back, I'm very excited. We will be talking with Pat Sabo, the party chair of the Central Committee for the Democratic Party of Sonoma County, and we are going to talk about how the party operates and the importance of voting and the importance of getting that absentee ballot in time into the voter registration. Anyway, let's listen to the song. All them saddest bound in jail Wouldn't let nobody go there, bail. Keep your eyes on the prize and hold on
to be honest with you, I get my inspiration from my African-American sisters and brothers. You know, we're going through some hard times, and people wonder, are we going to make it through? Well, they made it through. They were having dogs and, and water sprayed on them and hoses. I mean, I remember that like it's yesterday. And they kept going on. They kept kept their eye on the prize, and the prize is freedom. The prize is democracy. And that's how we have to approach it. Just keep on, keep on on, and keep on getting involved. Well, for you just joining in, you are listening to KBBF 89.1 FM, Calistoga, Santa Rosa. And I want to remind my listeners that the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of KBBF, its board of directors, its members, or women's spaces. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and without further ado, I want to introduce my guest joining me in the studio, Pat Sabo, who is the chair of the Central Committee for the Democratic Party in Sonoma County. Pat, welcome to Women's Spaces. Thank you, Elaine. I, I'm so happy to be here, and you've made me so comfortable. I really appreciate that, and it's, it is a pleasure. Oh, well, thank you. That makes me feel good. That's it. I mean, we're just two women having yeah. a conversation, educating our audience. Absolutely. I'd like to tell the 
folks a little bit about you, if uh-huh. that's okay. Please. Very impressive resume. Pat Sable has been a resident of Sonoma County. The same, she moved up here the same year I did in 1973, and she received her teaching credential from SSU, Sonoma State University, in 1976. She had the honor of teaching mathematics in the Hale, in the Healdsburg Unified School District, and until her and did so until her retirement in 2013. While teaching, she became active in the local teachers union serving as president and bargaining chair for her local teachers union and was active at the regional and statewide level with CTA and worked on major statewide campaigns and opposition. So you can see why I'm having her on the show. We're going to pick her brain like crazy. After after her retirement and helping a a former student run for California State Senate, after his election, she worked part-time as a district representative in Santa Rosa, in his Santa Rosa office, and she re- and after, and then she retired in 2019. She began working with the Central Committee in uh, 2002, and later on uh, in 2019, that's when she became the party chair. She started serving on the Central Committee and took a, a break, and she's been active ever since 2014. Well, welcome, Pat. Welcome to Women's Spaces. I'm really excited to have you here. Well, as I said, I'm very, very excited and pleased to be here and and looking forward to this conversation. Well, is there anything you'd like to add to your resume, anything we've left off? Oh, I coached. How does that sound? Most people don't realize that. They just think that, you know, throughout. What did you coach? I coached softball. I coached softball for over 20 years at Healdsburg High School and was also the athletic director. So I I try to um, be a person of of a variety of different things where my interests um, lie and continue growing. And um, as as you said, you know, I think one of the things that we always have to do is is, – allow ourselves to be open to change and 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 to new opportunities and i tried to live my life that way well you know it's interesting coaching you know it's coaching well that's what we're trying to do we're trying to coach people and getting educated to go to the polls well look before we start and find out about the democratic party i'd like Mm -hmm. to find out a little bit more about you so tell us how did you become active i mean what made you decide i'm going to be a democrat and i'm going to be active okay i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a little story here and and it seems like this is the opportune, you know, place to do this. In um, 1956, I was a six-year-old sitting in front of our black and white TV watching the uh, Democratic National Convention as they were electing Adlai Stevenson to run for president. I was enthralled. I just saw all of these people, you know, in this huge convention and cheering and carrying signs and doing all of this. And I, I'm a six-year-old sitting in front of a TV watching this. Most people probably were watching the Mickey Mouse Club at the time. <laughs> so uh, when it was over, I got up and um, went and found a piece of paper. And I started doing some stuff and writing. And my mom came in and said, Pat, what are you doing? And I, and I was getting frustrated. And I said, Mom, I, I need your help. I said... I want to make a sign. And she says, well, what kind of a sign? And I said, like they had on TV. (laughs) I said, I want a sign that says Stevenson for president. So she got me materials, and she helped me with that. And we made this sign, and I walked up and down our street, our street block, carrying the sign for a couple of weeks at least. And from that point on, I just absolutely gravitated 
towards the the concept of um, an elected officials that represented us. So as I you know I gravitated more towards biographies of of um, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, one of the first ones I can remember reading, and just uh, you know having my my um, my mind work more along those directions. That's and, amazing. Yeah. Six years old. Yeah, yeah. And then I, um, I worked at the most. The first active campaign that I was was involved in was the Bobby Kennedy for presidency in in '68, um, and um, have been pretty active ever since. Well, you know, it reminds me of a little story with with when President uh, Kennedy was running. Mm-hmm. I was only 20, so I couldn't vote. But my husband at the time could. And I remember marching him to the polls, him telling me, well, I don't know if we should vote. Oh, no, you got to vote. You know, we, we had to vote for Kennedy. We had to put yeah. him in. I mean, it's just, it was amazing. Well, how did you get, how did you finally get to the point where you actually joined the party and became active in it? Um, uh, you know, most of us, I think, as children have are influenced by our parents and my parents um, always voted and I remember them doing that my mom worked at the polls and um, was very proud of that and we had open conversations you know this is you'd sit down at a dinner table and we had open conversations about whatever was going on Um, at the particular time when I was in my my, uh, well John Kennedy was killed when I was in 8th grade I remember coming home. We had the conversation. We sat there I, as a family and watched everything. Yes, and any questions? Day, yeah, you know, I think we came from that era where, if we think back and we look at how bad things are now, and we think back of what we have come through, I think that it gives us hope. But that, but, but the, the difference. I just have to throw yeah. that in. The difference. Is oh yes, we had Walter Cronkite that yes, we trusted. Absolutely. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. there's so much coming at us now. Yeah, yeah. But it's very interesting. So well, so, so yeah. I, I you know so what I did was um, I as I said I just gravitated towards that whole idea of of representing and. Um, um, recognizing that it was more than just me, the individual. It was about a, it was all about the the we, the us, and and how can I? Um, I felt I I had a sense of, of strong you know security and self worth, and my parents did that for us. They did that for for you know all of our um, uh, the children in our family, and so um, oftentimes um, if you're not afraid, you take chances. And I had friends who, for some reason, always felt a little bit meek and and weak. And I said, "No, come yeah, on, let's yeah. speak out. Let's get let's." Just and get. so uh, you know, work towards that. And I found that for me, I found that 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 voice in the Democratic Party. It's and, amazing. Yeah. Well, you sparked a memory for me uh-huh. that I have completely forgotten about the way my family handled. My father was a union man, and when he came to voting, we would, you know, we get the stuff in the uh-huh. mail. Well, who was? And he would sit down at the table and he would explain who he was voting for and why he was voting, and that he was a Democrat and that we should be a Democrat and all all the different things. 
And by the way, you know, we're not pushing Demo- we're not pushing Democrats here. This is just we have. In fact, anybody out there that's on the Republican Party and they would love to come on. I mean, I've been trying to interview someone from the Republican Party, mm-hmm. someone from you know from pro-choice, but they never seem to respond. Okay, let's talk a little bit about about the the party, uh, how it's structured. You know, and a sample. You know, what what is Sonoma County? I mean, what what does it mean? Here's a Democratic. Uh, organization. They have an uh, office downtown. Right. Tell me, what, tell us a little bit about what the party is and, and what, what is exactly it stands for. Okay, I, it, and I'm going to try to do this. It can get so convoluted and complex, and, and well, I want to try ahead, it. Just try. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, interrupt yeah, you. Go yeah, ahead. I'll look at your eyes, and when they start if twirling. Like this, if I go like yeah. this, then I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, so okay. Ahead. So the state party is the governing body within the state Democratic Party is the Democratic State Central Committee. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, I was uh, people out there. I was uh, tapping, tapping on the table, no, and no, it just no. yeah. <laughs> and, and she had warned me in advance. Please don't do that. So uh, I apologize. It's okay. Um, anyway, back to the um, the uh, state Democratic Central Committee is the governing body of the Democratic Party. So within that, there are approximately twenty about two thousand nine hundred about three thousand members. And it's equal representation of that 3,000 membership. One, about one-third of that comes from um, county central committees. Well, wait a minute. When you say equal, do you mean equal gender, equal? Um, e- equal representation made up of basically, as I said, three bodies, one of which is a are the county central committees. Um, secondly, um, our uh, representatives from our elected officials, and um, all of the all of the elected officials that uh, ran as Democrats are on this state central committee. Can they can they give uh, alternates or can they can they have Oh yes. People? Yes, all of that play comes into play. And then the other the other um, element is elected every assembly district. We have 80 assembly districts in um, California. Every assembly district has an election in which they elect delegates to the state central committee. So that's where that Representation comes at 3,000 people representation. So, that, again, that's the governing body. So what you have, one-third of the governing body is comprised of county central committee membership. So if we go down now, just focusing on Sonoma County, okay, the Sonoma County Central Committee, all of the members on that committee are elected by Democratic um, registered Democrats. Right. I actually, we actually had. I remember we just recently had an election. Yes. So what happens is we have to qualify. We have to go down. We have to submit our names with the Office of Voter Registration. Um, I just completed this um, so that I could run again. And um, what has happened in my district is there um, was not a contested. There are four seats available. Four of us are running, so it will not be contested. It won't be on the ballot. If it were contested, it would be on the ballot. We qualify as any candidate who is running has to qualify. We have petitions. Um, we have to go out. We have to get a certain number 
of signatures that um, are registered voters within our district. The representation on the county committees is done through supervisorial districts. So we have five districts here in Sonoma County. So what we have are representatives from those five districts that sit on the central committee. So you have the five the five supervisors that are on the committee, right? No, the five supervisors are not on the committee. Oh, oh okay. They are not. The state electeds serve on the committee. They are ex officio oh, so members. The state elected, not the state the, elected. So, so all the people on our central committee are elected. Yes, it, it, with the exception of every every one of we have also um, every member that has been elected has an alternate that they choose. Oh, okay. Okay, so they are not elected by the members of the Democratic Party. They're, they are um, elected within the Central Committee itself. So anybody, theoretically, yes. anybody... if you're a registered Democrat. Anybody can do it. And the whole mm-hmm. idea... Do you know how many signatures they have to get? Yeah, I believe we had to get, um, uh, I think it was 26 signatures. Not 27,000. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, that, that's very doable. How, yeah. do people, how do people find out when they have an election, though? Ah, that's a good question. We are elected every presidential primary oh I so see. every presidential primary is when we reelect a new body of central committee members but like what you said if there's no contested ones if there's just these mm-hmm. four because mm-hmm. you have four open seats right. then we'll, then they'll just be right. built right well that's amazing so here's yeah. another participation oh absolutely and also I think I think you know it, it's interesting you know, when you don't know things. Why don't I know this? Why don't I know this? Well, if you're not involved, you don't know. And if you don't ask questions, you don't know. So it's very important. So everything you said, is there like a pamphlet? Is there something people can pick up and read about this or anything like that? If you, if you, you know, go online, go to the website, you can go to the California State uh, Democratic Central Committee. You can go to, um, you can go to our webpage. Um, we're really working on trying to um, enhance the educational piece within our webpage. We've got um, our communication committee is um, doing a tremendous job over the uh, last six months. It's really kind of uh, reinvigorated itself. And um, so we're trying. One of the things I do want to point out to everybody out here is um, we are volunteers. Just like here we volunteers. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, members do, you know, we do the try to put our best foot forward, but we're volunteers. And oftentimes, you know, as, as you say, people are, are quick to point out weaknesses, areas that need to be, you know, improved on. And sometimes they do it in a, in a, a more polite fashion than they do in others. But I always remind people, you know, thank you for your input, but I, I'm a volunteer. And, but and I, I truly appreciate what you have to say. I, you know, we'll work on that. But um, well, just to volunteer, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. Of, a lot. A lot yes. of influence. And you know, it, it's it's very very interesting when you think about it. What you use that word volunteer. Mm-hmm. You know, here you have volunteers 
that do such hard work. They walk, they talk to people, like this gentleman calling me up on the phone, which was really an eye-opener for me. It really was. I really saw the value of that person on the other end as, as far as the citizen, citizen to citizen. I mean, a shout-out like to groups like Indivisible, you know, with all the postcards mm-hmm. and writing to people across the country. It's just amazing. But people have to get involved, and they have they have to understand. They have to understand volunteers. But yet, when you have all these high-paid officials, you know, they're not volunteers. You know, come on, guys. You know, that, that that's what bugs me. You know, you have people that are getting good salaries, and that you, you trust them. And then all of a sudden, all these different things happen. So, I mean, that, that's just another thing. One of the things, Elena, that I would really um, like to, to, to point out to, to the audience out here is as you did the introduction and everything um, leading up to this, to this conversation that you and I are having, I sat here and just my head was nodding up and down with, with everything that you were saying because it so resonated in what is going on right now. I just spent uh, the last two days... Um, doing precinct walking and I was um, partnered up with uh, young high school students so it was just fascinating we were just going door to door and and the universe that we were making contact with were um, first time newly registered voters under the age of 33 and so I mean you know that's what we're doing that is what the, the Sonoma County Democratic Party is doing we are out we're walking door to door. We're on phones. I also did um, uh, phoning this weekend. I phoned for. Uh, I was phoning for a, a congressional um, open seat that is we need to to maintain in order to keep our um, uh, house, yeah, the Democratic House. Well, let, let's let's talk about uh-huh. it. you know that's interesting that that, that brings me into the next topic, and then we're going to take a sure. musical break here. But the next thing is. What kind of influence does Sonoma County Central Committee have? Like, for example, like I'm thinking, okay, now I know you. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> so could I send you a note and say, hey, Pat, this is what I'm frustrated about. Can you maybe bring it up? I mean, do we have that kind of clout? I mean, that kind of interaction? Yes. Um, well, one of the things that we do, and this is a part, this is what a central committee has has um, the capability of doing. We can We can write resolutions. And if we take those, we could take those resolutions to our um, state convention and present it. And if it gets passed as a resolution, if there is a legislative um, link with that, it ultimately could possibly become legislation. So what so, you're saying is, is people have an opportunity yes. if they want, if they make contact. You know, it's it's so interesting. Most of us complain, complain, complain instead of doing something. But you can pick up the phone. You can go down to the Democratic, you know, headquarters and maybe, you know, say, hey, listen, I heard Pat on the radio, and now here's a note for her. <laughs> right, and and I think I mean don't don't think that that you know we have we we don't have that big you know over overriding power, but. We do have, we, our voice can be heard. And every single individual out there, if you have an idea that you truly believe can become legislative, um, a bill, anything along those lines, or something just local, bring it. We'll be more than happy to sit down and look at it, talk, and, and listen to it. 
another another avenue. Well, Pat, we're going to take a little we're going to take a little musical break. And since we're talking about politics, this is one of my favorite songs, Mr. Politician by Ellen Booksdale. And I think she tells it all. After when we come back, I'd like you to comment on this song because I find it, you know, like this is hey guys, if you're a politician out there and you're running for office, listen to the words of this song. So here we go. Listen to uh, Hey, Mr. Politician, sung by Ellen Bookstill. And we are when we return, we will continue my conversation with Pat Sabo, the party chair of the Central Committee for the Democratic Party of Sonoma County. And we are happily talking about how the party operates and the importance of voting. And I have to tell my listeners, I am so happy to have you here, Pat. I have been begging to have somebody on to explain the process and you're, it's just a delight to have you here so well, let's go you. ahead Ken let's listen to the song and after it's over we'll be back Hey Mr. Politician don't legislate my love you're not walking in my shoes don't hide behind your religion it's my right Hey, Mr. Politician, 
Hey, Mr. Politician, don't send me to war. You're not walking in my shoes. Don't hide behind the battle. It's not worth the lives we lose. It's not your place to lead your crusade. Teaching our children to fight. Oh, say, can you see? Just in case you don't know this, democracy is all about the freedom of choice. We choose our elected officials, we choose where we live, we choose where we worked. And as women, we have the right to have the choice over our own bodies. Very, very interesting song. Thank you, Ellen Booksdale, for writing such words of wisdom. Anyway, welcome back. You are listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And with me in the studio is Pat Zaboa, the party chair of the Central Committee for the Democratic Party of Sonoma County. And we've been talking about the Democratic Party and what they are about. And so right now, I'm going to ask Pat another question here. Pat, what is the Sonoma County Democratic Party purpose and mission. Okay, um, bear with me here, and I think it. I, I appreciate that song because it's a lead-in to what we are. Well, good. I'm glad. In right. fact, I'm going to give you that copy. You can have it. You Thank you it. so much. I, uh, it, I I got a little choked up listening to it. I have to tell you, I have to be very honest. Um, it, was, it hit home. So. I'm, uh, bear with me here. I am going to read Go ahead. directly from, and this is from the State Party Platform. <coughs> Pardon me. The California Democratic Party envisions an economically strong California that can continue to lead the world with values that respect and protect all California residents. We support excellence in education from preschool through college. Universal affordable health care, gun violence prevention, protecting California's natural resources, air, water, through the use of renewable sources of energy, continually developing innovative measures to control global warming and pollution. We draw strength from our diversity, and we believe that peace, justice, and security for all requires strong civil justice protections and an open and transparent government. Oh, boy. I can stand behind that 100%. I, 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 I challenge anybody to, to, you know, do otherwise. 
It's an amazing thing. And, you know, it cannot happen unless we, the people, are out there voting for what we want. You know, it, you know, voting for your value is very, very important. And there's we have enough candidates this time mm-hmm. that are sharing our values. Mm-hmm. And so that's how you have to make your decision. Yes. So it's just amazing. Yes. So let me let me ask you another question here. Oh uh-huh. my goodness, you know, but between the song and that statement, you know, I mean I'm floating here. You know, if only, you know, you know, as women, what do we visualize? We visualize a better world for our children. For if you're an aunt for your niece or your nephew. I mean, you know, that's that's our goal. That's what we want as a human species. I think that's what we've been fighting for, trying to find a way that we come together on the planet and we live in peace and we live and we share. I mean, it's just amazing. Well, I, we're coming to, almost coming to the end of our segment. It goes so fast. You know, radio time is, who knows what time it is. What is what are some of the projects that people can get involved in? You know, how, how can they volunteer? I know they're, they're you know, do they sign up? You know, what what do they do? And then also give us our, you know, your website yeah. or there's any special things, any special events that are coming up. Okay. Uh, locally, uh, as you pointed out, we do have a headquarters that we have opened. Uh, we've been opened uh, since October, actually. And it is at uh, 635 5th Street in downtown Santa Rosa, nicely centrally located. Um, our office hours, we are open Tuesday through Saturday. And Tuesday through Friday, our office hours are from noon until 6. And then on Saturdays, we're open from 10 until 2. Um, What we are doing is we have been running uh, postcard campaigns. And you know, my sister Evelyn Holtz has been doing, been writing, <laughs> been going and writing post cards. Okay, you know, I think I've seen her there a couple of times. Yes, so we've been doing postcarding. Um, we have just now started. Last week, we began our uh, canvassing ground campaign. So we are out in uh, precincts, and we'll be out. Um, we've been focusing on Santa Rosa. We're going to branch out into um, the other communities in Sonoma County. And, um, again, targeted audiences have been uh, our under-33 newly registered voters, first-timers. And we're also um, promoting, obviously, the making sure they get out to vote. You know, I'm a a believer that if you can get somebody to vote three consecutive elections, they're a lifetime voter. So that is one of the things that we're really stressing. Get them to the polls, get them to the polls, get them to vote. And um, also we're promoting one of our locally uh, uh, our locally endorsed candidates. So that's one of the things that we do also within the party is we have can do here in Sonoma and County. We can't endorse. talk about who you endorse. No. Okay. <laughs> but, but we do that. We do that. And that's, that is one of our purposes is to get uh, Democrats elected. So there's there's another thing. You can go down to the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you can get a list of who they're supporting right. and, you know, and trust that they've done the research. A- absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we do phoning. We're doing phone banking. Um, one of the things that we know here in Sonoma County, we are a pretty strongly blue county. So um, we're, we don't have to work as hard for our congressional seats or um, even our state electeds. We will work for them. We do. 
but it gives us an opportunity, oftentimes our volunteers, an opportunity to work in um, outside areas that really need support and um, can make a difference right, in local. the outcome. Yeah, yeah, both at you know uh, state level and federal level. We do all of that. Okay, so we've come to the end of the segment, my love. So let's let's go ahead and give us give us the address once again and the website. It is six three five Fifth Street, Santa Rosa. I'm going to give you actually our office phone number. Anyone who would like to volunteer or ask questions, our office phone number is five seven five three zero two nine, and our website. All this information is on the website, is sonomademocrats.org. Well, Pat Sabo, I have to say you have done an absolutely wonderful job. And that's it for our show, folks. I want to thank, I want to thank Pat Sabo again, the chair for, of the Central Committee for the Democratic Party of Sonoma County. I mean, I feel that, boy, I feel that we're in good hands. To remind you that tonight the uh, Women's Spaces will air again at 11, at 11 uh, p.m. And also all the information that you've received, all the different addresses and phone numbers and everything will be on www www.womenspaces.com A simple reminder Remember Our children are the future And we must never never Lose sight of that This is Elaine B. Holtz You've been listening to Women's Spaces Thank you so much And I look forward to being with you the next time The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, February 17th, 2020.